remain standing if you can, opening your Bible to Psalm 120 this morning, Psalm 120. And as you're turning there, just a note as we are entering into this section of the book of Psalms, beginning with Psalm 20, the next approximately 15 Psalms, you'll notice they all carry a title, A Song of Ascents. And these are grouped together, lumped together, because the idea is these are the songs that the people of God would sing collectively as they traveled at various times in the year up the mountain, up to Jerusalem. They would gather at various times for different festivals, different feasts, different ceremonies. And on the way, this was kind of the hymn book. These were the, uh, the, the collection of hymns that they would collectively sing as they're making their way ascending up the hill to Jerusalem, to the place where God dwells in the midst of his people. So this is the first of these, Psalm of Ascents. And this one in particular, it begins on a bit of a sour note. Let's look at it together. Psalm 120, verse 1. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshech, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And you may be seated. Well, we're not going to go too deep into to what the psalm is here, but just on the surface here, we, we, we're, we're encountering a man on his way to Jerusalem who is spiritually distressed, spiritually downcast. We see in verse 1, in my distress, he says. In verse, uh, in, in verse 5, woe to me. He is spiritually discouraged, spiritually depressed. And, and this is not lost on us. If we're honest with ourselves this morning and honest with our Father, it's what John Bunyan painted for us in Pilgrim's Progress, that the, as Pilgrim was making his way to the celestial city, those of you who have read that book know he has to go through the, the slough of despond. He goes through a very difficult time, a time of turmoil, of distress. And what Bunyan pictures there is what we see here and what we see in the New Testament. No temptation has overtaken you, but as such that is common to man, that this pilgrim's distress and trouble and discouragement is something we all share. And if we're honest this morning, again, I don't know what you're going through specifically this morning, but we all go through days of discouragement. Maybe weeks, maybe months, maybe years. When we know all too well what it means to, even as a Christian, go through the slough of despond when you feel discouraged, when just something's not right. And all you know is, woe to me, I'm distressed. Well, why is he distressed? Well, one thing that we're clued into in the text here is just simply the world that he's living in. As a pilgrim living in this world, look at verse 2. He talks about lying lips, a deceitful tongue, sharp arrows in verse 4. Glowing coals or, the, or burning coals. He's, he's in this world that he's living in. Man, it just, it's hard. He's in a battle. Every day is a battle for the, the Christian. Living your life as a Christian in this world, we live as a walking wounded. In fact, 
We're going to see this more clearly when we come to Revelation 6 in just a little bit this morning. The Christian life, living in this world, we are constantly walking as wounded Christians. But more to the point, why is he so downtrodden? The second reason, and the more profound reason, is that he is absent from the house of God. He's absent from there. In in verse 5, he talks about sojourning in Meshach and the tents of Kedar. Both of those places are hundreds hundreds of miles away from Jerusalem, One in this direction, the other one in this direction. And wherever it is he is, and wherever it is, that's not important. That's not the point. The point is, he's not in Jerusalem. And what's so significant about Jerusalem? It's not just the city. It's that that's the place where God says, it's where I dwell among the midst of my people. It's that he's not there in the midst of where God's presence It's there in Jerusalem they gather to hear God's word expounded. It's there in Jerusalem they gather together and they see the sacrifices, which are pointless unless we understand those sacrifices point to Christ. It's there in Jerusalem they gather together and and, and we gather around these means of grace. And the psalmist here says, I'm distressed, woe to me, because I'm not there. I'm not there where the church is utilizing the means of grace. And this is why in the New Testament, the author of Hebrews says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Because the means of grace when we gather together, it's not fancy, it's not flashy. Preaching the word of God, singing the word of God, praying the word of God. These are the means of grace that are intended to build us up, to strengthen us, to encourage us. But the psalmist here is hundreds of miles away from that away from these means of grace. And he's saying, part of my discouragement is I'm distant from the means of grace. Now, we have to be very careful this morning because we're here. We're physically here in the church of Christ appropriating the means of grace. But we must be diligent to make sure we are looking at this and thinking in terms of new covenant fulfillment. New covenant fulfillment in Christ. And the fact is, what we see in the New Testament is that the New Covenant is a work of the heart. It changes us from the inside out. And the New Covenant tells us this, it is possible to be bodily present in the house of the Lord, and yet your heart be a hundred miles away. The New Covenant teaches us that it is possible to hear the expounding of the Word of God and the preaching of the Word of God, and yet you don't hear it. The New Covenant teaches us it is possible to worship the living God as we gather and sing the words on the screen and yet not worship, not fellowship with the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's what the seven churches wrote, right? Laodicea. Christ says, I see your works. I see your attendance. I see your activity. I see your preaching. I see your prayers. But I take no delight in it not even a word of commendation. And so the psalmist here is hitting on maybe it's possible because the easy application of this psalm is to say, well, this psalm really applies to those who aren't here this morning, right? Because we're here. We're in the house of the Lord. But no, as New Covenant believers, this psalm forces us to ask, yeah, I'm here, but am I really here with a heart that's earnest and eager and hungry and thirsty? to worship, to fellowship, to hear the preaching of the Word of God. Not because it's this guy, 
or whoever it would be. But because this guy we trust is going to point us to Christ by grace. So what does the psalmist do about his distress? He's distant from God, distant from, from this place. Well, the first thing he does, he's just honest to God about his condition. I love the raw honesty here from the psalmist. I'm in distress, God. Woe to me. And that really is the first step for us this morning. If our hearts are distant from him, well, he knows. He walks in our midst. But the way to spiritual growth and spiritual maturity is to do the very thing the psalmist is doing here as he's worshiping the Lord. Lord, this is, this is where I'm at. Physically, I'm here. And to everyone else in the room, they would look at me and think, I've got it together. But I don't. And no one knows that better than you. Father, this is how I am. This is what's stirring in my soul. This is my condition. Being honest. And then the second thing he does, he res resorts to prayer. That's just what we see right there. In my distress, what did he do? I called to the Lord. If you're like me, I understand that should be the first reflex. But a lot of times, my response in my distress, I'm just angry. In my distress, I'm cold. Here. In my distress, I'm frustrated. In my distress, it's been going on for so long, I've just given up hope. And then on this morning, we come together and we're told, in my distress, turn to the Lord in prayer. Oh, oh yeah, I do that. But again, there's a difference between praying and turning your heart to seek the Lord. Turning your heart in honesty and openness like little children to seek our God, who is the only hope for us in our time of need. 